0: Today on Ovias and Gilio, we did the show live from a beer cave at Breeze Through Markets across from Carter Finley Stadium. As we get ready for a pretty exciting weekend of college football here in the Triangle. we got NC State and Notre Dame. We also have North Carolina App State. Sean Clark, App State's head coach, will drop on by. That game is sold out, but limited tickets are available for the next home game against Minnesota. You can check it out at goheels.com slash tickets or visit SeatGeek, the official secondary ticket marketplace of Carolina Athletics. So let's uh, bundle up and get ready for a show live from a beer cave at the Breeze Through in Rob. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh,
1: gee. Oh, gee.
0: Oh,
2: gee.
0: Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias, live from the Breeze Through Beer Cave, Trinity. Edwards Mill across the street from Carter Finley Stadium. There's a big game taking place on Saturday. Is yeah, that, is that why I, we're here? I, I really wish it wasn't at noon
3: <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, but I, I you know what? Let's, let's let's just embrace it. Let's just embrace it, kind of like this. You,
0: we, exactly. This is a new.
3: This is first for you. This, this is, how many years in radio? Oh the first man, one in, a, 20, 20, in an actual yeah 20, refrigerator.
0: Twenty plus years in radio. I've done remotes in all sorts of places. This is this is a first. This is the first time I've ever done the uh, the show from a beer cave. So yeah, we're here at Breeze Through today. Uh, we've been really really happy with Breeze Through. They've been uh, supporting us from the jump uh, since we made the move to podcast and YouTube. And they've got a customer appreciation day going on today from eleven until two o'clock. And they got dollar seventy six gallons of gas. They got a food truck out here. Um, you can say hi. We got koozies too. You want to you want to pull one of the koozies out? Yes, as absolutely. well. absolutely. Uh, with the positive vibes oh, only. I didn't know there was a pink Dude, one. the hot pink one is fire. I, I love the, the there, there was a one pink fantastic. One? What? I, lo- I love the hot pink what? one. What? Love the what? hot pink one. Uh, and we also thank Copiers Plus. They present. Orange. Ovias, and Gilio Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Again, that's copiers-plus.com. Uh, small business owners, medium-sized business owners, uh, you think you have your print management on lock? Yeah, maybe not. You could be losing some money that way. Let the experts take it over. That's one thing we've learned as small business owners. You got to let the experts do their thing. You can't solve all the problems.
3: Yeah, there's things that we know and then there's things that we don't know. Yeah. We don't know these things about business. So, you know what? We ask. We just ask
0: questions. Very good. We are
3: good at asking questions, though. Yeah, we we, we can can do that. that. We can do that. Yeah, we tend to be good. You you got to lean into your strengths. Copiers plus strengths are managing both your printed and digital. Information. So check them out. It's copiers-plus.com.
0: We'll see how we are in terms of strengths when it comes to our premature evaluation. A little bit new there. Did I saw you, that. Did, That's did you, really awesome. Did you see the Polaroid? I did when you beat me in Tecmo Bowl? Did you like that? I did. All right. Very cool. Let's go ahead and get started here. On premature evaluations, NC State, Notre Dame. Again, that's really why we're here, and people are going to be hyped for the tailgating. Drop on by the breeze through before you head out. They got the Howlers, as you can see behind me. Uh, they got a whole new selection of local craft beer that you can fill up on before you head out and tailgate and also get some other goodies. Uh, this is what I this is what I jotted down for NC State, Notre Dame, man. Um, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman's been, you know, pretty good for, for us. But you know who's also been pretty good with Sam Hartman? Tony Gibson. Defensive coordinator for NC State uh, with Wake Forest, with Sam Hartman at quarterback. I believe they're two and two uh, in these matchups. Although I would point out that this Notre Dame team is a little bit different than some of those Wake Forest teams that NC State's taken on. Best game of the year
3: last year for NC State was the win right across the street over Sam Hartman in Wake Forest. The interceptions he threw three, the sacks, I think he had four in last year's game. Um, You know, the the struggles have been real. Now, the question is, are those struggles related to Wake Forest's offense and the slow mesh. Mm -hmm. And does Tony Gibson have that figured out particularly in Raleigh? Or um, is there something there that NC state can exploit on Saturday? It's really a fascinating season long theme for me. Mm -hmm. And that is the play of the sixth year quarterbacks in particular in the ACC And, and Notre Dame went into the portal, spent their money wisely Hello, Dabo. Here's another example. <laughs> and I think you're going to see a, a very similar to what we've seen from Notre Dame in the last few years. Remember, they haven't lost to an ACC team in the regular season since 2017. Okay, so Jeez. they've won 28 straight games in the regular season against ACC teams, and they've won 28 of them pretty much all in the same fashion. Dominating up front, dominating with their defensive line, dominating with their offensive
0: line, and just kind of pushing teams around, explosive. That's what Robert and I mentioned during his press conference. When yeah, was like what do you want to see different? Explosive. Uh, this can go one of two ways. They actually get some explosive plays off, or it's going to be explosive in the same way that it was explosive for that guy from Irish Breakdown explosive in his pants. And that's what I'm probably the most worried about if you're an NC State fan, uh, whether or not you're going to get a true test of what or a true idea of what this NC State offense can be and whether or not Brendan Armstrong has to do too much against what we know is a very strong up front for Notre Dame. A
3: little bit different than that game against UConn. Yeah, there were some causes for concern from that UConn game. And And I do think UConn is fairly salty, particularly on their defensive front. But 19 rushing attempts by... Brendan Armstrong and obviously not many of them that many of them were designed
0: no they were not right so
3: on one hand you want to be like completely complimentary of the way that Brendan Armstrong competed Mm -hmm. his ass off in that game and made plays when he had to make plays for NC State to win that football game that's number one but then you have to look at it and go is that a sustainable model for success And, and I would suggest to you that it's not uh, and then you would look at the, the leading receiver in the game was Kevin Concepcion, and that's fine. He's a true freshman. The problem is he led the team with 36 yards. Uh, they're going to have to get more down the field. I, I did enjoy their first drive of the game, a scripted drive. They, they marched down the field, scored a touchdown. I thought that was great for Robert and I. Ultimately, the struggles up front, for NC State's offensive line will be what determines how far this thing goes.
0: By the way, one thing I realized while we are doing this podcast live from a breeze through Beer Cave, um, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can leave comments and I can actually read those comments later on for Hey Joe. So if you do have a Hey Joe question for later, oh, awesome. I can act- and I can actually bring them up too. Look at us. Uh, you know, two, Technology. Two 40-year-old hey. uh, doofuses <laughs> trying to figure it out. We're like,
3: <laughs> I wish we could get someone Jackson... And Jacob's are goes, you, you, could, you could read these comments in real time. What? this what? source the sorcery. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> All right. North Carolina, App State. Here's my bold prediction for this game. It's not going to be a repeat of what we saw in Boone last year. For, for a few reasons. 124 points? You're don't, taking, you're taking the under of 123 take, and a half? I'm going to take the under on this one. Uh, and the biggest reason why is, and I know it's just week one, we, we lend ourselves to overreactions in these cases. But I do feel strongly that North Carolina's defense has changed. And I think Mac Brown alluded to it or referenced it, I should say, during his availability. That's when I took it personally. I think this is a personal game for North Carolina's yeah. defense. This is one of those. This is when let's you see where you truly are for your development and how good you're going to be. You're not going to give up 61 points and almost lose that game. So that's yeah, the thing, that's 40 the in the thing fourth, fourth quarter, at, right? Like, right. I mean, that's the first thing I'm looking for. Can North Carolina kind of make good on what we saw last year. I I just want to see how North Carolina
3: handles success. You know, last year they got off to a great start and then I thought it got to their head a little bit uh, to beat South Carolina the way that they did and dominate them. As long as Carolina this week doesn't believe their own hype. Mm -hmm. And I would be on that hype train right now. If I was Carolina and I was a Carolina fan, because I do think they can put, they've put themselves in position to win 10, 11 games this year for sure. And get into that ACC championship game. But, that's all the way down the road, mm-hmm. as the coaches and the kids love to say. You got to do that one, one game at a time.
0: All right. Speaking of how do you handle success, Lafayette, a uh, trap game for Duke? Uh, no. Uh, Why <laughs>
3: scheduling for Duke? Either way, right? If Clemson had gone in there and, and Dexter Lawrence and Isaiah Simmons had got off the bus and they had kicked Duke's ass, you give yourself a chance to recover. Uh, now you, you, pl- you pour it out against Clemson. Now you give yourself a chance to recover. I, I can't say enough good things about Kevin Johns and and, and Mike Elko and, and what they've done with the blue Devils.
0: Elsewhere in the ACC, the only real matchup that I'm concerned with would be the Miami, Texas A&M game. This is about vibes. It's a vibes game. If Miami's about that life, we are going to keep these things going on against the SEC. Like we saw this past weekend, <laughs> Miami, Texas A&M is the game you're looking for, for pure vibes. Like, Let's not, speaking of momentum, let's not ruin the momentum, Miami. And I'll get a better sense, more so than the battle of Miami's, about whether or not Mario Cristobal year two, Van Dyke, is really about progressing rather than what I saw last year, which was a slog of a team that didn't look all that interested at the end of the year.
3: It's interesting uh, first years for coaches. When they come in, it can be, hey, we have talent here. The previous guy just didn't know what he was doing. So, we're, you're going to galvanize the team around you. Mm-hmm. Or it could go the other way, like, hey, you're here. We don't really like you, which a lot of the Miami <laughs> players, that was their reaction, that last, was their year reaction last year to Mario Cristobal. And they've turned Which that, happens. It happens. It does. Man. It and, happens. and that's not either side's fault. But he's turned the roster over. Uh, I think he's brought, obviously, he brought in a new offensive coordinator after the Josh Gaddis season. And I think, you know, this is a big challenge for them. But you got to remember, Jimbo Fisher. A actually is a very good coach. He's just not a very good program coach. He's a, he's a, he's a very good game coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a challenge. And Texas A&M, despite the fact that they have a transfer, I think on every roster in in the power five this year. Yeah. uh, and, And, and even more, (laughs) <laughs> I, I think Texas A&M still has
0: a lot of talent, so this is going to be a tough test for Miami. And the, the last game that we've got in our premature evaluations is outside the ACC, and while Notre Dame and NC State are playing at noon, there's another game taking place at noon, the big noon Saturday, Colorado, Nebraska. We've already seen big ratings for Dion's debut. Mm-hmm. I would expect that this game is going to have big ratings again. I also am fascinated. I'm going to have to ask my guy Robert, TV Sports Ratings. Can you isolate Charlotte area viewing for, oh, for the Rule. Colorado-Nebraska game to see if people are enjoying Matt Rule get outclassed by Dion? Because I think that's what everybody's going to be watching. Will Matt Rule bumble his way to 0-2 and get outclassed by Dion? This is an interesting spot, and
3: that is typically Colorado, after a big upset over TCU, after everybody pumping their tires for a week, is going to come out flat mm-hmm. in this game. Typically, typically, particularly on the road. But instead, they're now at home. I think they have guys. All of the complaints I have about Clemson's roster do not apply to Colorado's roster. Makes sense. And man, uh, I know you probably don't want me to go on a soliloquy about <laughs> Cowherd, but I heard him talking again <laughs> oh, this week about how his big surprise was that how good Shador Sanders was (laughs) like, and again, specifically mentioning here's this guy from Jackson state. Like I get it. That that is technically where he began his career. But if all things were equal and his dad was not the coach at Jackson state, Mm -hmm. he would have been the quarterback for Florida state. Uh, If Dion hadn't disavowed the nose, right? Probably part of the reason he would have been the quarterback at Florida. He would have been the quarterback at Miami. He would have been the quarterback at Georgia, Auburn, you name it. Like, that's the level of player that he is just because he went and played for his dad at Jackson state. Doesn't mean he is a Jackson
0: quote unquote, a Jackson state player. All right. Anytime we talk about college football, it's brought to you by wings over wings over Raleigh wings over Chapel Hill, wings over Greenville. I'll be headed there on Saturday, getting a whole bunch of wings to take back to the house after some youth hockey uh, to check out the evening games, hang out in the backyard uh, with my neighbor, Rick. I'm excited about this. So go check them out. Look, we put you on the right convenience store.
3: We're here at the Breeze Through. We didn't lie to you, right? <laughs> we put you on the right steak and cheese at right. the butcher's market. We don't we don't make these things up. We put you on the right pizza place too. Look, we know what we're talking about. The wings at Wings Over, Ryan Malley has got it figured out. And I'll say it again: those sweet chilies—that's the answer. You go in there, ask for those sweet chilies. Even better, order them online. He's got parking at all of his stores. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you what a huge boost that is over on NC State's campus for him to have his own parking. So go to WingsOver.com, order those wings, get the sweet chilies, go in there, and
0: tell them, I'm here because the OG sent me. That's important. Anytime you go get stuff, you have to tell them that we sent you. That's that's truly important. Uh, the NFL starts tonight. I know everybody's hype about Kansas City and Detroit. Now it's really time to leave your family. Well, no, wait, it's funny. If Week Zero wasn't the time to leave your family, there's... There's another. There's a, there's one other college aspect that I wanted to get to that's related to the NFL, and you'll see why in a second. But since you brought it up, the whole like here are here are gr- I hate my family. Here are, here are grown ass men telling you they don't like your their family. And don't when they're you like, dare don't get you either. And if you how dare you get married <coughs> on this even day, think about it. No, don't do that. By the way, that does that doesn't. Matter I like anything. it though. It's like a little. Uh, <laughs> like a fidget, fidget spinner. Yeah, no, 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 because it makes noise on the mic. Oh,
3: okay. I, yeah, I can't hear. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> Anyway. I'm not even getting high on our own supply here. I'm just, oh, I, I actually I am because this is this is the you have the, the dark, dark roast. roast. Yeah, I, I am not kidding you. It's so
0: good. So. I've seen a lot. Of, Jonathan Jones, our friend CBS Sports. He's an NFL insider big time. We're going to talk to him next week. And he tweeted out something to the effect of, you know, the NFL is back, baby. Or something to that effect. And like, where did it go? Right. <laughs> I mean, games are back. Right. But all like the Adam Schefters, the, the the Rich Eisen's, where they're all just losing their freaking minds over. It's been however many days since we've had 3,784
3: hours since Wh- the
0: Super Bowl. Well, what do we do 365 days a year, guys? <laughs> <Sure>. Particularly <laughs> them. They talk about the NFL. We talk about the combine. We talk about the draft. We talk about free agency. We talk about tiers. We talk about busts. We talk about... Legacies. Contra- legacies. Who needs this more? Who's the, who's going to be your division? More? We talk about the NFL. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying this in a in a malicious way. It's more of like a... Like, read the room, guys. Yeah. I get that you're excited for football tonight, and I am too. And I was excited about week one football last week for college football. But this idea of like, the drought that we've been going through, the desert of football. We have finally found our oasis. R- no. Speaking of the draft, and we'll close our college football conversation on this. Caleb Williams, Southern Cal, Drake May, North Carolina. They can go pro after this year. Yes. Both of them still have eligibility after this year. If they, if they so choose, but they're, they're ready to go. I feel like everyone has eligibility
3: from now until to, 2030.
0: Man, right? That's a good point. That is a good point. Okay. So there was a feature in GQ that's got the people going right now. And at at this rate, it looks like the Arizona Cardinals are going to have the first pick in the draft next year. Okay. Now, if you are coming out to the NFL and how the NFL is set up, would you want to go to the Arizona Cardinals? Probably not. Probably. I, I don't think I would, but so I'm not sure I have a choice. We right? have a, we have a follow up to our guy, Jonathan Gannon, who's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Remember Did earlier. You Did you, no, I, I, that was too much emotion. Did uh, did you have a fire in your gut? How'd you get here? How'd you, Did you take the bus? Did you drive here? Show of hands. And like everybody's looking at him like, what? So Jonathan Gannon went, full, never go full Larry Fedora. Never go full Larry Fedora. Okay. Jonathan Gannon said the team knows who will start a quarterback on Sunday against the commanders, but he won't reveal it publicly. Quote, I ain't telling you anything. Gannon said today. I ain't freaking, I ain't faking this. <laughs> Maybe he would have got the mixtape the other day. When I see that kind of clownish behavior from an NFL coach, that's, as Brooke Pryor from ESPN pointed out, that's big college coach energy. I hope he released the depth chart with an OR. Oh, man, that'd be so good. That would make me happy. That would have been so good. So if you're Caleb Williams, you want to go play for that? I'm pretty sure his dad said, yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah, not so much. This <laughs> is the quote from uh, Carl Williams, Caleb Williams' dad. Quote. The funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity gets the first pick. So it's a gift and a curse. We've been using that one a lot. Um, Carl Williams said though that Caleb gets two shots at the apple. So if there's a good situation, the truth is, If there's not a good situation, I should say, the truth is he can come back to school. Now, in previous years, Joe, in previous years, the idea of a quarterback coming back to school was laughable because why would you say no to first pick money? But what has changed in the last couple of
3: years? Yeah, but NIL money doesn't match the $35 that you're going to get as the number one overall pick. So- I
0: I agree, but it, it at least gives you somewhat of an option depending on the school that you're at. And at a place like Southern Cal, they can probably take care of Caleb Williams to come back for another season. You know what he would be better off doing, actually? If you really don't want to be the number one overall pick, yeah. don't play.
3: There's that Because too. there will be a galaxy brain GM. And in the case of Arizona, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about a team that routinely outsmarts itself. Yes. They would not take him because they'd be like, oh, well, he didn't play. Right, as right. if Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons did not sit out a season and then come in and be the dominant forces in the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's that's a valid point. I would.
3: That's what I would do. That
0: is a valid point. That is a valid.
3: wonder if I'm distracted. Like, it's the, all the beer. The, the beer choices in here. These are all of the beers that I like, <laughs> and you know that I'm like now down to beer flavored beers. I know you are. So, it's hard for me mm-hmm. to find actually good ones and grab it because I want them to be a sponsor. Of the zombie, this, the purple oh, right oh, there.
0: Kata- well, was kind of going through it right now, dude.
3: I don't care, but that's my, that is currently my Boy, favorite the, the white, beer flavored beer. That is my currently my favorite beer flavored beer. Interesting.
0: Well, I, you know what my current beer flavored beer is that I'm waiting for the end of the show?
3: Well, that's always that's, that's a standby.
0: It's, it's so cold too. I love it. <laughs> Again, we're doing so the it. We're good in it, here, it, man. It's,
3: it's, but it's, I see I'd some rather... of my all-time favorites: the the wicked weed, of know, course. There's a the wicked weed. They got the high.
0: Too hearted? Are you kidding? Yeah, you rocket see, science. Come that, on. You see that voodoo ranger? Imperial no, IPA? Uh-uh. It's, uh-uh. It's no, it's sleepy time. time. It's no, sleepy is, time for Joe. I tired retired from that. Yeah, it's definitely sleepy time for you. What an amazing selection, though. Yeah, like I'm not even
3: and rolling rock <laughs> i said to adam you got rolling rock he's like yeah what who what do would, you think we're doing here like, who, who wouldn't and look the throwback cans for I'll natural you, light no i'll tell you my my local grocery store does not have rolling rock really yeah i thought i love, love rolling, rolling rocks. rocks
0: all right fair enough
4: Housekeeping.
0: a little bit of housekeeping new law of the wolf is out you talked to JSAM. sam i did you had, bring, you had to bring up Matt Canada, didn't I you? To. I mean, was, you, do we have to reach out to even get Matt Canada on the show? I, I don't. Do you still to have it. his number? Has he changed it? Brooke doesn't think I like Matt Canada.
3: I just have. <laughs> I just think he's very predictable. Well, that's all. I don't fair. think it's a bad. He's like he's quirky. Yeah, he's quirky is all get out. Yeah, but I mean, I, let's put it this way: he's not one of those coaches who are like, oh, oh, I hate Jillio. Speaking of which, Mark Gottfried might join us on this <gasps> podcast. I'm excited. I reached out because he started his podcast. He started his career.
0: podcast. He started his podcast. All right. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovius and Gillio. Check them out. Bugsbite.com. Has have we seen Hayes's um the RV? Oh, it's parked. It's ready. I saw I just saw Brooks. So driving in, driving in, I saw the new scoreboard. It looks pretty nice. I'm excited about it. It is
3: nice. Uh looking forward to Saturday. and you know, there there might be some bugs out there. Yeah. You know where you can control the bugs at your house. Yes. Get the ones outside the house. Get the ones inside the house. Get those mice. And I'm not kidding about this moisture barrier deal, especially, you know, your house is a little bit older, but these newer houses where they decided, like, we're not going to have a basement, but we're going to have, like, this giant walkthrough, which is just going to capture all of this moisture, mm-hmm. which leads to mold and mildew. You don't
0: want that. I promise. So go to bugsbite.com. Also, big thanks to Oak City Sports Cards, buy, sell, trade, and most importantly, grade. Uh, we were sitting here grading beers and what we like you might like a card, but it's a little bit different from your personal preference to what the market bears out. And that's what Weston can do, can grade that card for you and see where you go. You want to talk about selection? You've been in the store. You know all the
3: cards. He's got them all. He's got that Rod Brindamore signed rookie that that I got my eye on that with the blues. We're going to get that one ultimately. But go check him out downtown Raleigh off of Glenwood Avenue or go to oakcitycards.com.
0: All right. So a little, this is live. So... We talked to Sean Clark. He is App State's head coach. App State coming to town uh, this Saturday to take on the Tar Heels. We actually talked to him after yesterday's show ended recording. So the only like non thing that's the only non live thing that's taking place is our conversation with Sean Clark. So as I'm trying to do all this stuff on the fly live on YouTube, please bear with me on some technical difficulties if there are any. But here we go. Here's our conversation. With Sean, on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline is the head coach Abstate Mountaineer football. He is Sean Clark. How's it going, Coach?
1: It's going great, guys. Appreciate you having me on the show. I always look forward to talking to you guys, and especially on a big week, we're traveling on Chapel Hill this week for for a big in-state game.
0: Two two big weeks, really. That's why um, you know we, we love catching up with you. But I'm I'm really fascinated by your next two weeks. I know you're not thinking about ECU after the fact, but Jillio and I are very much on record that we love. These games, we love when app and Carolina, app ECU, ECU state all play each other. And I'm sure the team also kind of
3: feeds off this stuff at the risk of kissing up too. like I'm on the record that app state and ECU should be in the ACC.
0: I want to see. I want to see us all the time, man, all the time. So I'm guessing that energy feeds into uh, into the players, especially after what happened last year with Carolina and app state.
1: No, that question, I've been a big proponent of this the whole time to play in-state schools in non-conference games. And our first three games are all against in-state uh, opponents. We play Gardner-Webb, and we go to Chapel Hill and come back here versus East Carolina. It's great for college football. It's great for the state of North Carolina. And we can keep our money right here in the state. And you go back to when we played East Carolina and Charlotte and it was roughly 40,000 people there on a Thursday Night on ESPN. And we put on a, a fantastic show last year uh, with the shootout versus North Carolina. And, and that's what college sports is about. And I think the Sun Belt and App State have hit it around the head. You know, this past week, we had 36,000 people. We had the most fans of anybody in the Sun Belt. And we expect in two weeks from now set we'll an all-time attendance record here at The Rock versus East Carolina.
3: I don't think you planned on Joey Aguilar coming in and throwing four touchdown passes in the win over Gardner Webb coach, but did, did you find something there?
1: Well, you know, it, it was a tough, we wanted to make a true competition all the way back since mm-hmm. January. And we were very truthful with both quarterbacks and you know, what was going to take to win the starting job. And that was be able to take our offense down the field, eliminate turnovers and score touchdowns in the red zone. <clears throat> and it was a very close uh, battle all the way through. Uh, some coaches were going to lean in one way or the other and, shooting that's that's the great part about being the head football coach you have 51 percent of the votes and uh, we all knew what kind of arm talent uh, ryan and joey have and then you know when it was unfortunate because ryan was seven for 11 uh, when he hurt his finger and he hurt his finger on the first drive and and continued to battle through it then then joey came in his first play at app states a, a 45 50 yard bomb down the field for a touchdown so you know it's uh Joey is that California kid who it reminds me a lot, like the Brett Favre, just go back and fling it and see what happens. So um, he has a lot of confidence in himself and his arm strength, and I think that was evident when we played Gardner-Webb this past Saturday.
0: Sean Clark joining us. I coach App State here on Ovius and Gillio on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I did want to go back to a, a, a bigger picture question about App State and, and what you know about that program and, and how fans and, and the school itself feel about the program and where they should be last Jillio and I talk about the standard being the standard and it's all various levels. App state has its own standard. So, you know, with the excitement of last year, cause you had an incredible September, people might not have realized, I know you know this, but people might not have realized how the rest of the season went. And that's not to what app state has been used to in the past. So how did you kind of reassess this off season and how you wanted to get just back to what, you know, app state is capable of.
1: Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I, I played here from '94 to '98, and came back here in 2016. And and there was uh, we had a great run from 16 to you know all the way through 22. Uh, we were 10 and two, and and uh, in 2022 and lost in the championship game. You thought the whole world was going to, to, to erupt when uh, we win a championship, but you know right. we we enter a new conference now. Uh, when you look at the Sun Belt, how it's uh, evolved and the strength of schedule we have with Marshall, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, uh, those teams, James Madison coming in, um, it, it's it's a tough conference. I have a pair of from top to bottom versus anybody in the country. And now with realignment, I think the Sun Belt's in the top four of all college football. So uh, we weren't. Um, and you mentioned last year, you know, September was a whirlwind. I really don't remember much of it because of the highs and lows it was. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we're dealing with 18 and 20 year old kids and to, to have that roller coaster ride there on from North Carolina to uh, going to college station and station and beating the number six ranked team in the country at the time. And uh, then we have a flat tire on the airplane coming back and, <laughs> and, and we, we don't get into Boone till almost noon on Sunday. Right, and then you you have you have college game day here for the first time in the history of the program, and um, that was a big event for our town. And you know, it's, um, you know for uh, we had over five hundred eighty million dollars of un- unpaid advertisement for our university and for our athletic department, and, and robots went up as far as applications. We're up twenty five percent, so you can't tell me that college football doesn't matter. Right, and then we go to James Madison, and we're up twenty four to seven at halftime, and I'm getting beat at the very end, and. And our players, it's, not, it's, it's all I have to get things corrected. And we did that. And we went a total reset of the program. It wasn't a rebuild. It's not a reload. We had to reset it. And, and that's what we did. We brought some new coaches in. The guys that had been before. Coach Ponce came in. Coach Barbet went to, to Mississippi State. We brought back Coach Ponce from the University of Miami. Scott Sloan came back to lead our defense. And Matt Greenhall, who had been before as an assistant when I was here, is leading our strength conditioning. So, We have all the right pieces in place uh, to have a great season. I know our kids are looking forward to this weekend, and it's going to be a great 2023 season for App
3: State. We're guaranteed 124 points again, right? That's how it works. Yes, yeah, uh, that was
1: that's how that's how it always works you know you're down 21 to fourth and you score 40 and and have a chance to win it and Bonk, man, I, go, I look back then i caught a lot of grief about you know going for two for the win but no. man, anytime, anytime you and i i, I never look back on that i mean that was the right call man i was gonna give our chance to, our players the best chance to be successful and end the game right then and um then they we kick it on side they go back around for a touchdown and we we go three plays, eighty yards, and and go for two for ties. So, but that was a big time. That was a big time game, and I'm glad I was part of it.
0: Speaking of uh, speaking of lack of defense uh, around here, the concern has been about North Carolina improving their defense. Uh, we saw glimpses of the glimpses of that against South Carolina. When you've been preparing for this game, what do you see different about this Tar Heels defense versus what you saw last year?
1: It's, it, to me, it's the best team Coach Brown has had since he's been back in 2019, right. and, and that's not coach talk. That's that's real talk. And you look at, you know, South Carolina won a lot of football games last year, and and they gave up nine sacks, and and when it was all said and done, they were minus two yards rushing. And you look at Rucker number 25. He's a little undersized, but man, he reminds me of like a Dexter Coakley's back here at App State back in the days. The guys that man. Wow, you have to account for him every single play, and, and they're very senior heavy on both sides of the football, uh, with their grad transfers, people who've uh, graduated and working on a masters there at Carolina. So uh, we have our work cut out for us. We know our players um, know that we have to play our very best, have a chance to win, but it's it's an opportunity we have to go down and put our, put our program again on the national stage on the ACC network and, and play in one of the great venues, greatest venues of all college football.
3: Last year's game, you look back at it and you go, well, uh, Drake May, you know, you saw him against Florida A&M, but you didn't, maybe didn't know all of the things about what he was going to be. Now you, now you have a full year of tape on him. What, what kind of stands out to you about Drake May? Are you, are you slightly surprised people aren't talking about him as, as the number one overall pick in the draft? Like what else does he have to do to, to prove to people that?
1: No, I'm very surprised. Uh, I had a chance to watch Drake throughout high school at Myers Park. And, you know, I thought North Carolina got a steal for, with him at, at Carolina. But, you know, the one thing we didn't know about Drake last year was how good of a runner he was. We knew he had the arm strength, but there were several times in our game it was third and long. And we're thinking it's definitely going to be a path. That's a quarterback draw for 12 or 14 yards. So when you watch the tape, he's he's really improved. Uh, Chip has done a great job with him, uh, helping him develop more than what he has. And, you um, in, in my opinion, he's, he's a first first round draft pick and a Heisman Trophy candidate. I mean, you look look at his resume, what he's done since he's been there, and and a lot of credit goes to that kid for the way he's worked and put his team uh, team first and give him a chance to win week in and week out.
3: Sean, when you when you think about college football and where it's going, and we talk a lot here in the Triangle about, about NIL and getting players out of the portal and trying to help your team, how, how has that changed for you at App State, where you guys depend on? Identifying the right players out of high school, developing them, and getting them a little bit older, and then they know you know exactly what your system is, and they know your standards. So, have how have things changed for you now as you head into your fourth full time year?
1: Well, I wasn't a big proponent at first. I, I just thought for our culture we have in our program here that we want to develop high school kids. And you know their second, third, fourth year down be great uh, contributors for our program, but you know I found out very quick that that's not that's not the case anymore. Uh, we're living example. Uh, this past year, we lost one of our best players on defense. Jalen McLeod goes to Auburn, and our, our, our backup center uh, goes to Oklahoma. So you know, we have great players here. Uh, it's a new age of college football. It's win now or else. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that goes, the, the I wouldn't say pressure, but the expectation, especially here that uh, an eight-and-four five, eight and, five, uh, eight and four season won't be good enough. So you have to – it's a – I talked to Eli Drinkwitz uh, one day and we were discussing the new age of college football. It, every year is a a 12-round battle. It's a 12-round fight. And you just hope to be in the ring the next year to, to compete again. So we're going to take it one year at a time. And if we have to go in the portal and, and get players, we're going to do that. And we did this year on defense – we established some depth, and we went there and got Sean Collins from Rutgers and Michael Fletcher from from Michigan State, uh, and several players, other players as well. But uh, you have to do it, and if you don't, you'll get left behind.
0: You got to I was going to say, there's events too. Uh, you, you talk about game day. I'm pretty sure there was a pretty big country music star that showed up for game day for y'all, right? Yeah, not but
1: not bad. Had Luke Combs. Uh, yeah,
0: Luke Combs knows a few. Don't new- make me do this. To I'm coach. not going to do it. I'm just saying that. You this know I can't control myself when country it comes look to we this saw topic. we saw Scotty McCreary show up for state for some pack of wolf stuff, right? Yes. Yes. All right. We saw Eric Church, which touchy subject. And Luke Combs, we all for game day. I mean, th- this is this is kind of like where you are right now. It's almost like a you have to do some entertainment to bring that money in too. I'm guessing App State can bring some money in with a Luke Combs show, right?
1: We we can and we have. Uh, Luke Combs played here in 21, uh, opened his first tour, of the, his touring season, if you will, and, mm-hmm. and I think we had 40 some thousand people here. So, you know, Luke's a great friend of the program. Uh, we became friends um, probably the last year and a half, two years, and and he comes back more often than what people know of. You know, he's kind of discreet when he comes to town and. He'll slide on the field or up in the box. And he's supposed to come in and watch a great college football game. And he might go to a few of his local uh, places where he first started right. and do a pop-up show and get out of town. So uh, we're very proud of Luke Combs and, and everything he does. And it's great, too, because whenever he does shows, if you look at his – he has an App State T-shirt on or App State hat and the way he was in Charlotte. So mm-hmm. it's, it's big for our university. There's a lot of uh, fans that love him because of the way he represents our university.
3: You had a good chunk of fans in Keenan Stadium the last time you guys were were there. You expect and then this game sold out, so you, you gotta yeah. be expecting some black and gold in the stands, right?
1: I do. You know, we have a very passionate band fan base and we travel very well. And I think it's one good thing when you play in state schools, that app nation will show up. And no matter if we go to NC State or East Carolina or or North Carolina, our fans are gonna show up. And if you look back, we played Charlotte, I think it was 2018 in Charlotte. And we had more fans than Charlotte did. So um, that's one good thing when people want to play us. They know we're going to bring fans into their stadium and and really support the black and gold. Is that what you were talking to Drinkwitz
0: about? You know, the last time App State was in that building? Might have. <laughs> <laughs> we missed Drink around here. Good people. Good people. Sean Clark, App State head coach. We appreciate the time. Uh, have fun in Chapel Hill. We expect points and uh, it'll be a good time.
1: Guys, I appreciate having me on your show. Always looking forward to this. And uh, go App.
0: So that's Sean Clark, App State head football coach, who joined us yesterday. He's not in the beer cave with us, Joe. He's not in the beer cave with us. I'm sure he would have enjoyed being in the beer cave with us. Uh, you have the beer. But do you have the meats? That's an important question. Butcher's Market has that for you. Drop on by their locations across the triangle before you get to tailgating. They got the meats. They got sides. Most importantly, they got the stuff you need to grill itself. The charcoal, the smoked, uh, the wood to smoke, the pellets, marinades, seasoning.
3: They got it there, Joe. Drove out to the Wake Forest location yesterday to pick up some groove wagon seltzers. Great spot, man. Like brand new. Actually, I was at two different Butcher's Market
0: locations yesterday. Really? I was hitting all of them. Jeez, man! <laughs> I, I was at the home Going base for the, the, the cheese and the the steak and cheese uh, trifecta. What I was at the home here, base man? on Millbrook and, and Falls, and
3: then I ended up driving out to Wake Forest to get the Groove wagon. So hitting all the spots, got them all, and they've got everything, man. They I love seriously it, man. like you're ready for tomorrow. You're ready for Saturday. Go check out the Butcher's Market. Get the hot dogs, man. Maybe you're stuff. maybe you're tired of the steak. and cheese. Yeah. get the hot dogs. I yeah.
0: love their hot dogs. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline is our friend West Durham, ESPN wow. town. He's in town for the App State North Carolina game, but the reason why I texted him was, "Hey man, Falcons Panthers Week One. Let's. go <laughs> best. What's going on, man?
2: How you guys doing? I feel like Mike Bray on the Old Packer and Durham show, coming to you from a rental car on the side of the highway. <laughs> but you're in a. Hey, but you're in a damn beer cave. So really, what's the difference, right? Yeah, where 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 are you right now? You're at RDU. Is that where you're at? Uh, I just left RDU. I've actually, Governor Cooper will appreciate this, fellas. I have uh, pulled off the side of the road, but still wearing my seatbelt because the car is running. Because in case you don't know, since you're in a beer cave, it's 93 degrees
0: yeah, here yeah, or we don't, know, no, no. we don't know. It's really, yeah. really, really nice in here right now. <laughs> yeah. It feels um, really good. <laughs> it feels really nice. Uh, we'll, we'll get to some college football here in a second and why you're here. But, again, week one, NFL is back tonight yeah. between Kansas City. Tell and- your family you'll see them a- On
3: President's Day, I'll see.
0: Maybe we'll do something nice for Valentine's Day if I'm not already thinking about the draft. Regardless, (laughs) you know, it's interesting. Cam Newton, his debut for the Carolina Panthers, in a loss, no less, 422 yards, 24-37 passing, two TDs. He had one on the ground as well. Do you know how long it's been since a top quarterback pick in the draft has won their debut? Um... Well, it because wasn't
2: before, it it was before Cam Newton, right? Um, wasn't Peyton Manning? I'm uh, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Twenty one years ago. Twenty one years ago. Ago. Oh, years ago.
0: 21 years ago. Twenty one years ago. It was David Carr. With wow. The Houston oh, because they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I remember that game Sunday Night Football with Mike Patrick. Yeah, that's, that.
0: that's how old this is for heaven's sake but yeah, yeah we got the bryce young debut against the atlanta falcons and i also saw an interesting stat i think i, I want to say it was one of these gambling uh, no it was in the new york times <laughs> it was um I,
3: I wanted you to finish that i thought though like you were so dismissive. One of these gambling.
2: No, 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 no. It wasn't one of those. No, it was in the New York Times, which is kind of like gambling, but go ahead.
0: No, but they have, uh, <laughs> I think it's what Neil Greenberg does, or Ben Hoffman. One of the, one of the writers, Neil Greenberg's Washington Post. I think it's right. Ben Hoffman who does New York Times, and he does the lines. And he basically bladed out like this. In a battle of rookies in their debut, don't go with the quarterback. Go with the running back, which yeah. is what Atlanta has.
2: Well, and Bijan Robinson is talented. There's no getting around it. I mean, just you can stand at practice for 20 minutes and watch him catch, you know, flares out of the backfield, and you can tell he's talented. But the thing about it is, what's being forgotten is Atlanta had the top rookie rusher in the NFL last year in Tyler Algier, and they're going to They're going to use both. They're going to use both of them. They may play them together in certain packages. So while Bijan Robinson's going to be a critical piece of where Atlanta's going, Algier's already here. And I think the Robinson, Algier, combine it with London. Mack Hollins is now a Falcon, by the way. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Mm -hmm. you know, a pretty good offensive line, as long as they're healthy. I think, you know, Atlanta's got some elements offensively that I think a lot of people are anxious to see. But remember this, and I know Brian Burns is playing games this week, but the idea that Carolina – is bad on defense is not true. Carolina's pretty good on defense. I mean, Jeremy Chen's healthy. That's huge. Yeah, but they, they've need, done some, they need Brian they've done,
0: Burns to, to make that Wow, well,
2: No question. But, I mean, Brian Burns has got to do what Brian Burns needs to do. And I think Frank Reich said that this week.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I can't but, see if I should be happy or proud or excited or depressed that <laughs> it's 2023 and you just ran through a list of skilled players and you didn't list the quarterback. Ooh, right?
2: Well, because Joe, we're at a time in Atlanta where you've got to remember that the quarterback for 14 years here completed basically 67 to 71% of his passes, right? And if you get caught up in the quarterback situation, because Desmond Ritter's not going to complete 67 to 71% of his passes. But what Desmond Ritter can do is gear your offense to the athleticism that's around him. And the other thing Desmond Ritter can do that Matt Ryan could do is Desmond Ritter wins. I mean, he won 44-some-odd games at Cincinnati. The guy went undefeated at home. Look, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in the NFL, but the problem right now is nobody knows. They haven't seen enough of him to categorize him, so they're going to say, well, he's not very good. And I, I think he's learned a lot. I think his leadership quality is the thing I've seen in preseason. Uh, from a practice perspective is all really really good. And I'm excited to see him go but what I'm telling people in Atlanta is you can't get caught up in the comparisons to Matt Ryan and you sure don't want to get caught up in the comparisons to Michael Vick from 20 years ago because it's a different guy at a different time. but I think he's going to be an important piece too no question.
3: I, I would just also now like to take this time now that it's it's occurred to me yeah Arthur Smith that's at some point we need to appreciate when somebody's dad is like super duper successful
5: mm-hmm.
2: and they right. just
3: to go do their own thing. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? Like absolutely it's really impressive what he's been able to do.
2: Yeah. No. And I think that you need to understand that his family, he's one of 10 kids. His dad, obviously Fred Smith was the chairman of FedEx. No, I didn't he know he had up,
3: 10 kids. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, he's got a sister that's involved in movie productions on the West Coast with one of the major production companies. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. I mean the thing about him is is that he is a really, really smart guy. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me who work with him and others around him that know him, telling me he might be the smartest football guy they've ever been around. He's and
3: a different way. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. The old way, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to win a different way.
2: Which I Yeah. Well, I think that he realizes though when you try and play that way, you you force other teams to be uncomfortable in today's, college, in today's pro football. And I think that's part of the reason he's trying to play that way. That and the fact that he likes to get into exotic formations, not necessarily to trick you, but to make you think and to make you declare what you're going to do defensively. And I think that's a big part of why Atlanta's been built offensively uh, by he and General Manager Terry Fontenot the last couple of years the way it has.
3: West Durham. And he's a tar heel. He is indeed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. West Durham. The heels don't do a good enough job of it. You gotta uh, promote your people. Well, they're everywhere.
2: I know. Well, let me tell you a hey, joke. Let me tell you this. You know, I mean, like he's got like Dwayne Ledford was an assistant coach when Arthur played at Carolina. He's on the staff. T.J. Yates is a coach. Matt Baker. Remember Matt Baker, the backup quarterback? Yep. He's down there. He's like a special assistant. they are Carolina people everywhere. I mean, I walk out there and I get, I, I damn near get called Little Woody. I mean, it's, you know, that's uh, the old school stuff. I mean, it feels like I'm walking up to see Phil Ford. Phil Ford's the only guy still calls me Little Woody, and I'm damn near 60.
0: Jeez. Jeez. Woody's boy. Woody's.
2: Woody's boy. boy. That's it.
0: Speaking of being Woody's boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. Here we go. And we got Carolina App State on Saturday Yeah. Evening. I don't <laughs> think we're going to get uh, a 63-61 shootout, 40 points, give it up in a quarter. We're not? Uh, we're I'm, not. Taking, I'm taking the okay. under. We're not. Right. I don't think that's happening. I, I when we okay. started to go this way when we, when we were doing our premature evaluations. Sure. I think I really need a splash graphic for that. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, you do. That's
2: <laughs> a good point, Jaleo. Well done. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think it's premature to think that this Carolina defense is a little bit different, and I feel like this is one of those games they've got marked to kind of avenge what did what happened last year. A game that everybody was pointing out. Won. They won it, but <laughs> yeah, Mac, but you're right. But you're right. Max been Mac, Mac, Mac Brown from the end of last year all through this off season and through the beginning has been telling you don't stop looking at September. Okay, stop. yeah Look at the end of the year, which gets to two questions. I agree that Carolina's defense looks improved against South Carolina, and this is not the same. I mean, Sean Clark's got some things he's trying to rework. They're, they're catching up state at a transitionary time, which I think is good for, for UNC. So I do think that this defense has shown you what they're capable of. Now they actually have to go out there, not pitch a shutout, but look like they're not going to be the same team that gave up 40 points in a quarter a couple of times to start the season.
2: Well, I, I think you're right. I think the thing about it is Carolina has to take a next step and kind of validate what they did last week. Yes. That's that's it. And and really, Carolina's theme in that line is also the theme in the ACC. You've got to kind of validate what you've done. I mean, the league is kind of walking around with its chest pushed out, and it should. It's 8-2, and two, and they went 2-1 and one against the SEC. Cal and,
0: do the same thing, you know? Benfit, Benfit, Benfit. Yeah.
2: Ben, yeah. Benfit, yeah. Benfit. I mean, <laughs> I think you've got to look at You know, Carolina's got to validate kind of what they're doing because think about where they're going in two weeks. Right. I mean, they're going to pit in two weeks. That's a major – that'll be a step toward the ultimate goal, which is to get back and play in Charlotte. And I think for for the defense in particular – you know, look, they played really well against South Carolina last week. But statistically, I bet Gene Chizik's brought up 353 yards of passing, don't you?
0: There's that. I mean, I also, the other thing that I was kind of curious about when I had jotted down is, all right, defense, we've obsessed over that. But quietly, Drake May needs to clean things up. That You know, go back to the Georgia Tech game where he didn't throw a touchdown, had one pick. He, right. From the Georgia Tech game on, he finished the year four touchdowns, four interceptions, and he sure. starts the year two touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, I'm not trying to tell you that Drake May isn't like living up to the hype. I'm just saying he probably wants to clean things up going the rest of the year, if they're going to be going to pit and winning that game.
2: Yeah, but he also played last Saturday night obviously without his number one receiver and some yeah. would say his number two receiver Yeah, and Nate McCollum. Now, I don't know what McCollum's status is, and I guess we'll find out Walker's eventually, but the idea of Carolina and I thought chip Lindsay called a beautiful game offensively last week because they used British Brooks and Amari Hampton in a productive way. And I still think he's got three more guys he can turn to if he wants in the run game. And then the other part about it is for all those people that thought chip wasn't going to throw the ball, to the tight end all three of them caught passes last week. And I thought all three of them impacted drives in which Carolina was productive. For me, that's a really good sign of where Carolina might be going offensively.
3: I mean, I, I don't want to overreact to the heels, but he's overreacting I, to the heels. I'm just telling you, I, I could <laughs> see that at least getting to 9 0, if not more. Oh, uh, hey, Joe, you're exactly right. The like, scary
2: part is you can see them getting to 9 0. You can see Duke rolling to the Notre Dame game. You can see Florida State, if they get past Clemson. And now, Clemson, obviously, we I mean, you talk about 60 minutes of just a screenshot of what this could turn into. This league, and I think what people saw Monday night. Yeah, certainly there's the whole Clemson thing, right? But you have to be—you have to understand nationally how much this league has improved in the last three to five years because of coaching oh, yeah. and players and development that they're not getting credit for nationally because too many people got their head buried in who's beyond Alabama and Georgia.
3: <laughs> how many times over the last ten years? Let's just heck, let's go twenty, Wes. How many times in the last 20 years do you think LSU steps on a field against someone other than Alabama and they don't have more talent than their opponent?
2: Well, the last 20 years, probably more than you think, because let's be honest, it's not like John Heisman or, you know, Amos Alonzo Stagg's been coaching down there at times. All right. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, but they have stacks on stacks of talent. That's what no question. Me, no question. But team. it was just it. a more talented team.
2: Okay, outside of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Patrick Queen and that team that blasted Clemson in the championship game, right? And they've had players and they've had contending teams, but they've also gotten to the SEC championship game all December and gotten smoked by Georgia. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll give Alabama and Georgia their flowers on this. But I have a real hard time just all of a sudden. Somebody in that league's got to show me something behind those two. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on Yeah, that. and I mean, nationally, nationally, I'm led to believe that Mississippi State is this and the bag of nuts. And I'm not going there yet. And I'm sure I'm not going there. I like Sam Pittman, good guy. But I'm not going there with Arkansas and all those other people. If you want to go there with that, then I'll counter with Riley Leonard smoking Clemson. How's that?
0: We'll close on uh, we'll close on this. Uh, NC State okay. game across the way from us. Speaking of showing something. Uh-huh. I don't expect state to win this game because the supporting cast around Sam Hartman at Notre Dame is a lot different than what we've seen in these previous matchups between NC State and Wake Forest, and it's all at that line. And I know, Julio, you've pointed this out with NC State's offensive line looking somewhat shaky against UConn. Notre Dame's a step Not up, in that, somewhat. Yeah, Notre Dame's a step up in that competition. Um, and Brennan Armstrong, we know he's capable of running. We know that's something that was going to be different about his addition with Robert and I's offense. But I don't know if this game is going to give us a good indication of what NC State's offense is going to look like going forward because I, think, I just think it's a bad matchup for him. Yeah,
2: and I think NC State probably, Robert and I and Dave Dorn and Tony Gibson got to be thinking about how can we slow the game down and minimize yeah. the possessions. This, this has got a Dave
0: special to him. like the, how It Dave does. Has, when like you month, know how Dave likes like to win. Do the rain dance. Bring that hurricane
2: <laughs> back. Yeah. Slow this Well, thing. and I – look – right. Let's be honest. The game in Raleigh is critical. The game in Coral Gables is critical to the ACC's national reputation. Yeah. Let's the, be honest. The Texas. A&E. Those two. Those two games in particular. Yes. Um. You you find ways to win those two games, and all of a sudden, you know, you can kind of walk around playing Ric Flair for a week or two.
0: All right, Wes, we appreciate you jumping on from the side of the road with your seatbelt on somewhere just outside RDU as you get ready for the App State UNC game. All right, man. So uh,
2: yeah, what, man. what are you taking What are you taking out of there, Jillio? Let's be honest. What are we taking out
0: of there? What are you taking out of the cave? Yeah, what are you taking out? Yeah, what are you
3: taking out? A case, case and a half for the you weekend? Know, I got my zesty uh, white zombies over there. Zesty. Uh, I got this that- way to meet Wes. Nice. I like okay. to the keys too. I'm okay. not going to lie to you. And the is this role- the breeze through
2: over there by the arena, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Drop on by. Talk to you later, man. Tell you what, guys. For you, you never know. Post game show. Post game show. If I ever get ACC Network primetime in Raleigh, the post game show could be a breeze through. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you know we have problems trying to find a good spot after the fact.
2: Hell yeah, we do.
0: All
4: right, Wes. We appreciate
0: <laughs> it. See you guys. Take you care. Will- Western on the Eastern automotive group hotline. Uh. All right, we're going to do a, a line change here. While we're doing the line change, big thanks to Hometown Realty. Um, you don't the, the guaranteed offers aren't what you think they are. Uh, you're seeing your buddies. You're seeing your friends. You're seeing people tangentially hear about you know going over list price on some stuff. Yeah, that's not how a guaranteed offer is going to work. So get somebody who knows the markets. Get somebody who's going to fight for your best value. Uh, and also how competitive things can be if you're trying to buy a house. That's where Hometown Realty comes in. Check them out at myhtr.com also shouts to Whitaker and Hamer wh.lawyer is their website attorneys and counselors at law I did not have to sign any sort of waiver to do a show from a beer cave I don't think I don't think there's any sort of liability concerns I hope although frostbite might be a concern going forward we shall see I should if you have these kind of questions this is where Whitaker and Hamer comes through again check them out online at Whitaker.com uh, at wh.lawyer. I mentioned we are doing the show from the beer cave. Adam Stevenson is here. Runs breeze through. You can sit down. We're hmm. doing a quick line I'll change here with uh, with Jillio. I think he needed to get some more coffee because he is uh, very much yeah. cold. Is he a little, right little chilly? Now? He's a little chilly. I'm, a, I'm actually, I, I don't know, maybe the hot takes we've been given today have warmed me up that I haven't had to break out the uh, the down jacket yeah. yet. Yeah. So, again, thanks for having us of course. out here at Breeze yeah. Through. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, for those who are not familiar, if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, or... F- so, let's talk about today first that we can Sounds talk great. about the rest of the season and what this Breeze Through is about. Yeah. So, we got Customer Appreciation Day. $1.76 gallon, That's gas right. starting about... What do we got here? Soon, we, like five we, we are
4: down to the we're down to the wire here. and this yeah, goes until soon. two o'clock. So we go put the podcast o'clock.
0: out, yeah. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's here till two o'clock. Yeah, yep. yep. Food truck, all that fun stuff yeah. too.
4: Yeah, our food trucks here, Oak City Food or uh Grill and Deli, Chef Chase. If you check out our social media, he is showing off what he's got cooking right now. All right, he is working it. Uh, and that food truck is going to be here every uh, state home game. is gonna okay. be it's gonna be in our parking lot. Uh, Before the game, after the game, during the game. So, if folks want to get a bite to eat on their way home, they can stop by and see us. Well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. We got State
0: and Notre Dame at Carter Finley Stadium. I'm sure that this spot has been uh, a last minute, like, oh crap, I need X. Uh, Yes. Whether it's beer, snacks, whatever it might be. Uh, So, this spot has been here for a while and people are familiar with it. But what they might not be familiar with is the new revamped Howler station. That's right. We got this plastic Howler sitting behind me. Oh, yeah. And I know when when we linked up and you started sponsoring Ovius and Julia, we had a long conversation about beer Mm -hmm. with our guys from 919 Vice. We did. So
4: how do you got got that worked out right now? Well, we're really excited about it. You know, we wanted to rebrand the growlers and uh, crowlers, right? That's kind of like, I don't know, not going to say outdated, but we felt like there's a a more fun way to articulate what we do here at Breeze Through with our beer offer, right? So across the NC State in Raleigh, Deep Roots here, uh, they're now howlers. So you can get the 64 ounce big howl which is the bottle that you see behind us here, uh, or you can get the Little Howl, which is a 32-ounce can. Love it. Yeah. I love it. So if you want to elevate your tailgate, come see us and uh, get a Big Howl or a Little Howl. And if us.
0: you and if you don't want to get the Howler, it's no big deal. You just want to get some cans of beer, whatever. Yeah, we have that, this, too. You come into yeah, this beer cave. That too. That coldest,
4: I, think, I think you can vouch coldest beer in Raleigh. What do you keep this thing at? Well, it's like it's got to stay between thirty-two and thirty-five degrees.
0: Okay, I'm yeah. pretty sure you had this thing at thirty-five. Yeah, degrees. it was it was pretty chilly. Yeah. All right, it's, it's cold I in thought. here right
4: now. I may not be able to stay in here much
0: longer. Yeah. All right, it looks like they need you out there as we're getting ready to roll. Adam, thanks for having us yeah. out, man, and yeah, thanks Joe, for sponsoring thank us. This is great. This is stuff that we never would have thought we'd be yeah. doing back in. Early May, when we started this thing up. So we truly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And thanks for the, thanks for putting the koozies together, yeah, man. Love Look the koozies. I love the
4: koozies. Those are like, those are limited editions. So come and get them multicolored. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to steal a few
0: to send yeah, out to listeners. Please. right? Yeah, please okay, do. I'm please do. do. That's do that. part of the plan. All right, Adam. Appreciate All right, thank it. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate I'll do another line change. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring, we'll bring Jillio back in here um, as we're at the breeze through doing the show live on YouTube. If you've got questions for us, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can uh, leave a comment on YouTube. I'll see it, and we'll get to it in Hey Joe. So in lieu of doing something on Twitter or going into the comments, you can just go ahead and leave a comment right now, and we'll get to it when we do Hey Joe. The Carolina Panthers, as we talked about with West Durham, are open up the season against the Atlanta Falcons. And as of this recording, I don't know about you, Joe, but I have not seen anything from the Brian Burns front. No, we had a,
3: a Bosa yesterday, yeah. which we were thinking, okay, now here comes the, here comes the
0: good stuff. You'd think, right? But the The deal it's a record breaking deal. He's getting over, he's getting the over thirty two he thought he was going to get. Yeah, uh, I think it's what thirty four million dollars annually. So Bosa that, is, yeah, Bosa is. So okay. That's going to make him the richest non quarterback player, biggest contract uh, for for somebody who plays on defense. Not that Brian Burns is going to get that exact amount. The point was, and always has been. Let's see how the guy who wants the most amount of money ends up. And then you start slotting things from there. So this affects Chris Jones and the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Maybe yes. they knock out a deal. Maybe they don't. Not that they need Chris you, but, Jones. yeah, I was going to say the
3: Chiefs and the, and the Niners can live without those two. Guys. They can't. The Panthers I, cannot live without Brian Burns.
0: So in that's and that's where which I respect the agent. And that's where Frank. I respect the play. Frank Reich's frustration started to come out yesterday. So he had another press availability. At the time of the press conference, they did not know if Brian Burns was going to practice. He did suit up, okay, but he's still not indicating one way or the other if there's a contract that's going to be signed, and there's no indication if he's actually going to play in their opener against Atlanta. And this is about a two-minute clip of Frank Reich with media. It starts out with Mike K., our friend from the Charlotte Observer, asking about him being named a captain despite the fact that he's been doing this holden and he might not be available. For week one. Uh,
6: when you guys were
1: doing this vote, obviously Brian's dealing with his situation, but what do you think that means that he has still got that backing while he kind of handles his own personal situation?
5: I think it just shows the respect that he has in the locker room, you know, the player and the leader. He is a great player, but i make no mistake about it, he's a great leader, and the guys recognize both those things. Do
0: expect Brian to be at practice and participate today?
5: Um, you know, as I've said, I'm not going to speak on behalf of Brian. I'll let him. I'll let him um, speak for himself. Does that mean you don't anticipate him being out there, though? I mean, I'm going to let him speak for himself. Okay. Has there been any discussion with Brian to say, you know, would you not participate in practice to stay away from the facilities until things are completed? Have you guys had any discussions like that? Um, I, I really don't want to get into the private discussions with him. What I can tell you about the nature of all the discussions are, you know, that Brian, you know, Brian is focused on getting himself ready and our team ready to have the best season possible. And so um, that, that's where all the attention has been.
1: Frank, one of the options you guys as a team would have would be to fine him for conduct detrimental. Is that something that's been discussed?
5: Um,
4: okay.
5: Listen, I mean, we all know how this works, right? I mean, I've been in this business for 30-some years, a player and a coach, and, and understand that, um, you know, there's a player perspective that we all have to respect and understand that player has to do what he has to do to get what he needs to try to get. Um, we also, and that's important. And I understand that we are, we love and respect Brian for that. I also understand that there's a business side over here and, you know, the business side says that if the players on the contract, he's expected to play. I'm just the head coach. I'm just trying to get ready for Atlanta. Right. So we're all eyes are focused on Atlanta. What we talk about it, you know, we addressed it as a team, you know, so we, you know, Hey, this is what it is. We trust that the process will work itself out. We're focused on getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. That's really the business side has its position. The player has his position. We focus on Atlanta.
4: Frank, you're talking about getting ready for Atlanta. Bryce. So there's uh, there's um,
0: kind of... that's uh, Darren Gant, our friend from Panthers.com, getting away from the conversation that was taking place. That's that's Darren being a company man. That that that's Darren Gant being a company man. Shout out to him. Yeah, you could you could sense that Frank Reich is tired about talking about this. He clearly views this as a distraction. It is business. He understands it. And he did answer the questions like it
3: wasn't like it was like one question and he jumped on somebody and went ugly. Like He tried his best there. I think he is trying his best because it is right. Like he said it 30 years in this business and he remembers being a player. Mm -hmm. And this is the play for this is the play the agent set up. And I I don't disagree with it for Brian
0: Burns. All right. So that's where things stand with Brian Burns as of this conversation. Okay, um, I have not seen any sort of updates on Brian Burns. I mean, what happened yesterday? We were talking about Nick Bosa. Could he sign? I jokingly tweeted. I jokingly uh, texted Brooke Breyer from ESPN. We had this conversation. I said, I scheduled this tweet. For three o'clock. If that dude signs before three o'clock, I'm gonna be annoyed. But the conversation still holds. He did it at four o'clock. So at least he gave us an hour in that regard. So with the with the Panthers, maybe this is all a distraction. Like Miles Sanders is healthy. Yeah. We're, we're ready.
3: Like yeah. that that's that's my big question mark for the Panthers on on Sunday against Atlanta. I want to see what Sanders looks like. I want to see the workload that he gets. You know, I don't want them to get back into the Christian McCaffrey situation yeah. where yeah. he is their entire offense. I do think they have some better receivers around Sanders, and I think they can help Bryce Young. But I think ultimately somebody has to make place yeah. on the offensive side of the football. And I get like, oh, maybe it's DJ Shark this week. Maybe it's Adam Thielen this week. I think those are complimentary players. Mm-hmm. At some point, you need a guy who is your fastball. And I think the way that this roster is constructed right now, Miles Sanders needs to be that fastball. Speaking of guys we haven't seen from in the preseason. So that's my, those are my two primary things. Hey, we haven't seen Brian Burns, who's supposed to be the star of their defense. right? We haven't seen Miles Sanders, who's supposed to be the star of their offense. So that's what I want to see on Sunday.
0: We also don't know how Bryce Young is, you know, the development of Bryce Young is going to take place over the course of the season. That's something that Frank Reich and Bryce Young have done a good job talking about in um, not ruining the guy out of the gate. He got a little bit of a condescending question, though, that I, and I thought he handled really, really well. He was asked about how uh, things had just kind of been easy for him at Alabama, knowing Bryce full, Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. Okay. But things were kind of easy for him. Piece of cake uh, when he was at Alabama. I mean, You know we, how I feel about this. We, uh, I mean, he did carry Alabama last year. Okay. Okay. I mean, was well, that you, a, know, you know how I feel was about that a, Was that a vintage <laughs> Alabama team? No, year? skill players. No, absolutely okay. not. So I think that's why, and that's why I thought Bryce Young handled this pretty well and that there's ups and downs and everything else. And what happens in the NFL is no different than what he was experiencing in Alabama.
6: Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I definitely wouldn't say, uh, my career has, has, has been a cakewalk. I think, you know, again, whatever people look at it from the outside, but, you know there's always ups and downs throughout a season there's there's highs and lows um you know there's there's times where you know you you feel great there's times you feel like there's you know there's a bunch of stuff you got to improve on and work on and um you know i feel like that that's that's something that has been consistent for me obviously this is a new experience a new level there's going to be challenges and again i know everything's not going to go perfect um so you know i obviously i can't can't predict the highs or lows um but obviously i know that you know there's going to be ups and downs this year and um you know for me whatever they are you know i'm going to lean on lean on god on my family, my teammates, uh, my coaches—you um, know—to t- weather that and-, and try to still be productive. And, and you know, again, I- I've understood. Again, everything's not going to be, um, everything's not going to be perfect. Um, but you know, again, being able to lean on others and, and still try to push through whatever it may be and-, and try to grow from from things that may not go as well—that's um, kind of the-, the approach I'm taking.
0: So there you go. There's uh, there's Bryce Young. By the way, anytime we talk about the Carolina Panthers this season, graffiti in the house, graffiti in carry. Uh They've got great cocktails mocktails as well but what you might not know about graffiti is they have a bunch of tvs excellent placement and they got all the games on sunday and if you've i think the best kept secret in the triangle at graffiti is their tuesday break-even night i was gonna say will you explain
3: this to me because i'm listening to your bourbon's to your ads in your podcast and i'm going i don't understand what that means bourbon's
0: expensive you know okay this. Like, so buying, like buying buying a bottle of bourbon is which expensive. Which you have to do through like the ABC board. Yes. Okay. So even for you to buy is expensive, but for you as a place to buy it. Yeah, it's numbered the whole thing. It's all that stuff. So essentially okay. they give you one ounce pours at cost. Okay. No markup.
3: Meaning that's so if, what they paid for it. That's that's the that's the lowest they can do so it. So I caught because up, that's what they paid
0: for. I caught up with Alec Campbell a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We met up at graffiti on a Tuesday night, specifically saying, Hey man, break even night. I got a one ounce shot essentially, one ounce pour of a really expensive bourbon for three bucks okay all right so that's break-even night what
3: are there 16 shots in a oh, there's bottle more, there's more than that is there i think there's more than that okay oh so, you said
0: one ounce why i did not say why are we mathing? my bad, I, my already, bad I already broke your brain with cable math yesterday i know but I, now I, you're doing ounce math I, and I, you know how i am about that stuff i know i'm just i'm just <laughs> <laughs> a fifth uh, right
3: uh, I'm just thinking of it because I heard the ad and I was like, Oh, what is it? But then I was like, wait a second. What does that mean? Yeah. How am I breaking even my gambling? Is there a scratch off ticket? Yeah. Am I, am I betting on the NFL on my phone?
0: Like, what? no, I'm watching the games and I'm drinking good, good bourbon. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And they got bourbon specials on Sunday as well. Uh, obviously they're, they're going to have the Panthers game on. Yeah. So go out and check it out at graffiti. They're going to be sponsoring our Panthers conversations throughout the season. And also check out young gun, the Bryce young podcast, uh, hosted by Dimitri Ravanos and Lauren Brownlow, as they're going to up it up to two shows a week, starting next week, now that we're here, in the regular season. So go check that out. So again, big thanks to Graffiti. Speaking of the NFL, do you have, as we're getting ready for week one tonight, what is your boldest prediction, Joe? Ooh, last year, it was the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, without how'd, that, uh, how'd that work out for you?
3: <laughs> Whoo! Yeah, sometimes you have to admit your losses. Um, boldest prediction for this year. All right, I'll I'll go with my Super Bowl pick. Then I'll say that Brock Purdy becomes the first Mr. Irrelevant to win the Super Bowl
0: with his team. My bold prediction Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers
3: and the New York Jets won't. All right, so we're on opposite sides there because I think the Packers will struggle. Yeah. I think the Jets will be good. I said bold predictions. I think
0: Russ will be good. Here's my... And the Broncos. Here's here's where I I have a bold prediction tied to that your... That feels like a good one. I have a bold prediction tied to your bold prediction, but it goes in an opposite direction. You okay. said Brock Purdy's going to do what now? Become the first Mr. Irrelevant to lead a team to the Super Bowl. He won't because he's going to get hurt <laughs> again. And Tom Brady is going to oh, come out of retirement. that. Is f- bold and fulfill the prophecy <laughs> of going back home. And he's going to win. <laughs> a he's going to burn
3: a Giovanni
0: Carmazzi jersey in the process. <laughs> you could add Brock Purdy <laughs> to his thirty for thirty. He can't Tom let Brady Brock
3: Purdy because I think Tom Brady is like the latest. I draft think, I think or whatever. so.
0: Yeah, I think that's the case. Now He's oh, like, the, whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, That's my whoa. record.
0: <laughs> I was taken in the sixth round. No, 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 nobody, nobody after me. Nobody could do that. So those do, those, think, those, do you really think Tom Brady will play football this year? Yes. I do. I'm inclined to agree with you. Yeah, he's absolutely... Well, what's what's holding him back now? Unless he's so... Unless Tom Brady's so
3: depleted from partying. But he's... Okay, so help me out. He's not working on for Fox this year. It's, it's, he can get out of that. No, but is he working for Fox this year? I don't think he is. <sighs>
0: you know what? Nighting I don't think the, his Fox deal starts until next is year. Is it next year that it starts? I, I know he brought back the podcast. He's brought back the Let's well, Go podcast. He's so titillating. With so. Jim Gray. And you know that he's going to have moments where he's going to hint... He's coming back. Jim Gray's going to ask him, So, hey, this quarterback got hurt. Are you coming back? Then he won't answer his of course question. Not. Typical. He won't. He will not answer his question. Poor Jim Gray. He will not answer his question. All right. Let's uh, handsomely though. <laughs> we got some, we got some, hey, Joe questions to get to before we get out of here. But big thanks to Matt Davis at statefarminsuregarner.com. DOGinsurance.com will redirect you to Matt Davis's website. You can give him a call. An actual person will pick up 919, even with a local area code, 919 779. 8277. Matt Davis over at State Farm. I've been a State Farm client for a really long time. Uh, there's a reason why, and Matt Davis is an example of that, and he can help you out. He'll give me some insurance to thaw out a little bit <laughs> after this. <laughs> Speaking- Skull here feels good, though. Speaking of what ways to keep warm, uh, they got wonderful hoodies at Homefield with wonderful vintage college designs. Uh, go check them out at homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code. OG 23 to save 15% off your first order. And then Homefield is going to send you even like more deals after that. But that first one gets you going OG 23 to get 15% off your order. Um, you want to get hype for the Carolina app game. They got Carolina and app. You want state gear. They got state gear. They even have satin jackets, bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. Those are all great things. So go check them out. Uh, homefieldapparel.com. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. They're open today. I'm actually going to go to Oakwood Pizza Box for dinner tonight. Nice. So I'll be uh, visiting. I'm going to be Anthony. recording with Anthony here in just a little bit. Okay. Well, I'll be. Uh, I'll be. Tell him I'll be dropping by. Okay. I need the square. I might need the special. We shall always. See. <laughs> so I asked for Hey Joe questions via um, via the YouTube live feature yeah, on StreamYard. This is exciting. So I've not done this before, even in the old panic room days. I never actually tried this. So let's see how this works. Let's go to uh, William Needham Finley, the ITB insider. (laughs) Oh, look at that. It works. Uh, Hey, Joe, can you talk more about how the movie Rudy isn't real and should be grounds for kicking Notre Dame out of the ACC? (laughs) I agree. (laughs) It's not real. It's made for Hollywood. I Uh, mean, are they even in the ACC to kick them out uh, like they have just... their, they have their scheduling agreement. I, mean, I might need to turn the camera around on our, on our fan right here. Are you <laughs> kidding? What's going on? What happened? He's wearing a t-shirt. Yes. yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right. To uh, Zach. Hey, Joe, NFL's back. With that said, what NFL network theme song do you think goes the hardest? It's the Fox one. The Fox theme song goes the hardest. It goes harder than Monday night football. You don't like Carrie Underwood's
3: slightly over-sexualized That's an Sunday over, night? That is,
0: I, I prefer the 30-rock tennis night in America. That's what I prefer over the Sunday night football. Thing. Okay. M- much more than that. And you all know how I feel about the Fox move uh, music with Chris yes. and all that stuff. And if I yeah, were you. Like to, you would like to be. If it, I died of frostbite you, in this beer when cave. you leave the immortal coil, yes, you, are, you please, are ready. Please play. Please play the um fox industry music. music while they lower my casket uh from evan <laughs> i got the steak and cheese yesterday Shout out to butcher's <clears> market <throat> love to see that got to love to see that uh from t have you tried the pirate brew from r&d brewing yet i no. have i have not yeah r&d has taken over all the branded college I'm beer market in here for their, which you saw the riviera see. sign yeah the riviera signs right over us so okay. if you're not familiar And I can give you a little background on this. So New Belgium. We got beer changes. New Belgium was the, um, basically they brought their Old Aggie, the Colorado Mm -hmm. State beer, and made it called Old Tuffy. And they made it and they called it Old Tuffy. Mm -hmm. And they they worked out an arrangement that it went through the university, not through athletics. It was a university thing. And it was like research money that was exchanged, New Belgium. You know, because with NC State and food sciences, they've got brewing classes. NC State makes its own beer that you can get up in Vaughn Towers if you know the right people. Yeah. At one point, they made a beer made out of, like, the yeast of a wasp wing because they could. Strange stuff that they're doing over here. Weird. Did you know you can make a beer out of your beard? Um, That's happened. I, yeah, I don't There's know a, if I want to know that. Maybe we can talk to Wit, and he can make us a beer over okay. ancillary. That guy. Out of our beer. He can make <laughs> He's off the charts. Yeah, man. he can make anything. So that deal ended... Uh, so Old Tuffy, if you have like a case of Old Tuffy sitting in your refrigerator or your backyard or whatever it is, then uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe wants to bring in the listener who's rocking in. the podcast You got to come in. Yeah, we got to get you on camera while you're rocking the podcast shirt. So anyway, to, to wrap up the point, they're out of the arrangement with New Belgium. R&D has come in. They've rebranded Riviera, kind of like what you see with Bud Light cans where they put the Panthers logo on it. And that's what it is now. That's all it is. Anyway, what we're going to say we're going
3: full Zach Brown here. Yeah. Remember when I told you when they see a fan? You bring them on. Remember I told you they play a song for them?
0: Yes. Is this, we, this what is, what is this? What, is this like what are we doing here? Is this uh a fan? Hi. I'm Zach. Hi, Zach. Oh, Zach. what did you did you Wait, Zach. Zach? Oh, you're Oh, this is, oh, is that is that it Zach Zach? Oh, all
4: right. What's up, man? What's going on?
0: Do you have any more Hey Joe questions that you want to add that you're here, like in
4: person? Uh
0: you gotta get up on the mic. That's how it works. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Do you have any actual have you, Hey Joe
4: questions? Did you answer the ones I posted in chat earlier? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I did.
0: We were actually just answering that one. I I said that the Fox music Fox, is, yes. goes the hardest.
4: That's the
0: birthday baby. Yep. So is the baby here? Yep.
4: Yes. <laughs> Do you want to get the baby out, Lauren? I mean,
0: can we Can Do we bring get the baby can out? Can we get the? I mean, it's, it's cold, cold in here.
4: It's fine. It only we can a bring second. the baby
0: on. Yeah. So this this so this is your oh. what What's the baby's name? Jack. Oh. Jack. So oh my, God. that's like that is fresh out the oven. That is almost three weeks weeks old. Oh my goodness! Oh, jeez! Like, like I, I retired. I retired, (laughs) Uh but that baby's so cute that I'm considering unretiring. I'm gonna have to get it reversed at this point. So, so, so Jack. So Jack, hold on a second. Let's get the camera on Jack here. So there's Jack. Uh, So Jack. Some of the first sounds Jack heard were us. Yes. Oh, so sorry. In the
4: hospital. I'm so sorry. I had to put him through it.
0: Oh, so oh, so yes. sorry about that. I,
4: uh, you know, as a as a future NC State Wolfpack fan, he had to get <laughs> Why? used. <laughs> Why are he he just doing that just to the child?
0: Let him have a chance. <laughs> he has
4: he has no choice. Look, my grandpa worked at State twenty five years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My dad graduated '84. Yeah. He graduated '2014. So.
0: I love it. I went to school, my
4: dad, uh, oh, yes. okay.
0: So there it is. Yeah, there it is.
4: Will
0: okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for buying the shirts. Yeah. Grab well, the koozies.
4: Yeah, yeah, we've gotten several. Perfect. Love <laughs> to
0: see that. Get the cheap gas. Have you got <laughs> the don't, gas?
4: We don't think we're going to wait in line. Oh, yeah. Oh, is, line it, is, is the line,
0: line. serious? It I haven't even seen the line. Yes. I haven't even seen the line. Well, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Absolutely. And thanks for all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for the support. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, don't freeze, guys. don't freeze the baby. Let's yeah. get the baby out. Okay. Right, and we're gonna wrap Anyways, this thing thanks, up. Thanks, right, Thanks. Take it easy. All right. Uh,
3: <laughs> that's great.
0: <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. All right, uh, let's uh, get out of here. Some a uh, couple more questions uh, from Brant. Gene Chizik's defense has at least one unexplainable meltdown every year. Which game do you think it will be this year, and why will it be NC State? <laughs> I'm glad that West brought up the pit game. That's
3: the one I'm looking at going. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think Carolina set up for a really. Well, it's funny. So let's go to another just one. Just love from... the way that they played. It's, Cause you're, I think you're right about app state about sure. last year, giving up 61 points. They were, they won the football game, but they were embarrassed yes. about the way that they won the game. Yes. And I thought the same thing about South Carolina. Remember they were down in Charlotte. You got Drake Mayers from Charlotte. And it's like, look, look, I, my brothers have won the national champ- championships in baseball and basketball. I'm not here to just be the number one pick in the draft. I'm here to actually win at Carolina. You need that type of motivation. I think they'll have that motivation um, this week against app state, but you're probably right. There's going to be a hiccup in there. Of there course, it's always, college football. There always, always, always is. Nobody's going to be perfect. And then there are not a lot of layups on Carolina's schedule. While I think they can win all of those games. They could also lose uh, uh, you know a handful of those games too. So, but where will they screw up? I, I don't know if it'll be
0: State. It may, I <laughs> and and I probably would have said the same
3: thing last year. <laughs> but this year. is,
0: this to Jess, <laughs> is, uh, to Jess uh, hey Jess, this is, uh, I'm having trouble believing UNC is going to be decent this year. Is that valid or should I allow myself to be excited? This is, And Brownlow brings this up all the time. And our, Brownlow and I were actually arguing about this this past weekend in the South Carolina game where I was like, yeah, Carolina looks good. She's like, how much time is left? Oh, there's still time. There's still time. Carolina fans, State, it's funny. State fans, as we joked about with Zach, and, you know, what you're introducing your child to going forward. If you're a Carolina football fan, I'm talking, and you and I have had this conversation yep. about Carolina football fans yep. actually existing. They yep. do exist. And they have every example necessary to be of this mindset of, yeah, cool, but I can show you this, I can show you that. They get me hyped up, and then for they only let me out. get the rain. Yeah, right, yeah. all sorts of things. How many, state, for heaven's sake, as you brought up NC State. Yep. You know, losing in overtime last year to Ben Finley and everything else. So the whole thing's been a mess. And we'll get out of here on this from, uh, oh, man, Aaron. Aaron, buddy. I guess he's not busy. Aaron over at SoundOff. He's just griefing us in the chat, in the live chat. Aaron, <laughs> dude, <laughs> hey what man. are you doing? That's our guy. Does the chat have any hot takes? <laughs> uh, here's Aaron again. Waiter volume, Joe. Buzzword bingo. Reading all these chats, I'm actually going to put on the screen what Aaron showed me. Uh, of you know how i feel when i'm talking about the espn cable business <laughs> how, like how like do i have to explain where the where again the, again this is how i feel reading all these from aaron in the chat it's ben affleck in a over oh, and judo uh photoshop a sweater it's in a oh, photoshop he photoshopped it oh sweater. that's awesome he photoshopped that so that yeah aaron that's how i feel reading all these you know he's getting brief things <laughs> as he said someone had to keep it active There we go. Damn, dude. Not everybody can be a very popular iRacer like Aaron.